Oh man! All right, hold on. Let me let me just get out of this shirt and tie. Get out of my corporate nonsense here before we get back to a real real YouTube channel, guys. We're back where it's comfortable, back where we belong, back on without parole. Far away from IGN, probably not visit there for a while. Guys, how's it going? <laughs> Pretty good, man. Twenty three days, baby. Let's go. Ah, you got a countdown. It's twenty three days, eight minutes, and seven seconds, or something. You like are you that hot on it? <laughs> yeah, there is a countdown here somewhere. I don't know why it's not up on the screen. Wait, where is it? Here it is. Here, I'm gonna. I, Bring it up right now. I was like that. I was like that for like the first like hundred days, and then I just got lazy. And I'm like, I'm like, I had twenty something days left at this point. I'm so like exhausted from it. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I've got one. Oh well, hold on a second. Oh, we, we better start the well, show because right now they can't see any of us. So let's get the show started, <laughs> and we'll get John up on the I've screen. Already missed it. And then he so, can... uh, oh. <laughs> I don't know why I was I wasn't showing anything. So no, 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 no. Cue the intro. All right. Cue the intro. This is PSVR Gamescast Live. We film live every single Monday, West Day, Two Wise Friday. You know the deal. Uh, every single Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern, we do it live right here on YouTube for your viewing pleasure. If you don't like looking at us, I can understand. Look at these ugly mugs across the screen right here. Then if that's the case for you, you might want to go over to podcast services of your choice and listen to this thing on Spotify or Pod pimple. I don't know, dude. Have you seen the Have you seen the names of these stupid podcast services? There's like you can make one up right now, and I guarantee you it's real. It's ridiculous. My name is Brian Paul from this channel right here, PSVR Without Pearl, and on the far right hand side of the screen, it's AJ from the Underground PSVR Underground. What is up, Brian? What is up, John? What is up, Game Cats? Happy <laughs> Monday, Brian. And I know that Mondays usually suck, but we are here cats to ensure your monday sucks just a little bit less squishing you and a very special guest on this very fine monday after what has already been a fine monday john hibbins is here from SciTech games makers of windlands to make it oh, even yeah. better john how's it going uh it's great yeah no it's fantastic i've had such an interesting few weeks so no absolutely marvelous to be i love being around you guys uh i love talking about vr i cannot get enough of vr right now it's isn't it exciting times i i think it's been i think we decided before the show started it has been since november or december of 2021 uh the last time you were on the show and uh and so i'm very very wow. happy that you've made it back wow oh, that long yeah it, it, <laughs> i feel like does that for five minutes in the VR scene? That, um, yeah, well, development us, takes time. It feels like five years. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I know SciTech Games isn't like fully renowned for its speed of delivery, but we're you know we're guaranteed to do it. Though small little indie team, but we'll, we'll get there. You know, we'll get the PlayStation stuff done. We'll get the we've got uh, Winlands Two coming to the Quest, which is a technical miracle, honestly. If not, you know. It's incredibly impressive that we've managed to do that. So that's out on Thursday. Um, and we're just very excited about that, really. And it's like uh, what people don't see is the amount of work that goes into getting something like that into the store. You know, it's uh, 
Yeah, so it's been it's been very very busy for the last sort of uh, three or four months. But the, even the last little stretch is really complicated. I, I, as you know, PlayStation have their and I appreciate. Oh, you know, I watched the uh, showcase today. Um, the devs, and when you think about the work they're going through right now in terms of getting the FQAs for Sony done, it takes months in many cases to go through that process and it's like horrific amounts of tickets and stuff to do so you know nothing but appreciation for everybody from a dev point of view what's going on at the moment so but yeah i've been really busy i've been out and about a lot been down to htc to see their new elite xr i've been at events of uh, yeah um, and we're building games right so yeah busy 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 you say you're building games. <laughs> oh, yeah, stuff, future Ooh. things. Yeah. Well, we weren't going to, not going to like stop at Winlands and say, "No, that's it. We're giving up now. Never, never again." Um, although, you know, there were probably moments when I thought that, and I think it's also people on the team probably thought that at moments as well. Uh, but no, I'm no, we're sure every developer while. at some point gets halfway through it and is like, "Should we finish this? I don't know." Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's an odd world because. Yeah, yeah. No, sometimes, uh, honestly, it's a quite a draining thing. I, I don't know, a bit of dev insight stuff, right? It is very, very draining. You know, um, making games is an incredibly creative thing, but it takes takes years. Uh, it takes a large amount of, you know, personal energy uh, to put into something. Um, and, yeah, you feel like a break after you've done a title because it's that intense and, and for a long period of time. So, yeah, and then you go through the release cycles and we're going through one again at the moment. And that can be very intense as well because there's a lot to do in a very short period of time. I don't know if you see this um, in the. Uh, I don't know if you see this in the chat, John, but old Darth is asking you to show his VR headset, show your VR headset collection. Oh God, I've probably got I've got a few behind me, haven't I? Yeah, um, I've got more than that. I've got them all over the bloody place, honestly. No, they literally. <laughs> Literally, this will make you sick. There is literally a PlayStation VR on the floor <laughs> beside the desk right now. <laughs> you know, it's like just sat there. And if you looked under the desk, uh, what you can't see is I've got like big three screens set up and mics and all sorts of things, speakers, you know, everything you'd expect from a pro gamer type setup. But I've got dev kits and like stacks of stuff and I have to have air conditioning in here just to keep the heat down. When it's, uh, but yeah, a lot of headsets. So, you know, um, you recognize Quest, uh, Quest Pro. Uh, there's some Primax stuff over there, the Rift. I think that's an index at the top there, maybe. But yeah, I've got, um, typically I, uh, in my little home office, this is my home office, I do have to have a lot of headsets because we publish for most of those platforms. So it's now you have to switch, switch between them to test things, but also to, you know, I do play VR. I'm one of the, one of the game devs that, that that is an avid fan of VR, so I play VR regularly. Various things, uh, I suppose. I uh, sim rig. I've probably shown this before, but you know, mm -hmm. the Fanatec uh, racing wheels and things like that. Recently, and you'll appreciate this. Recently, brought the the adapter for that for Gran Turismo. Yes. Yeah, dude. Very, very exciting. Yeah, if you, if uh, I, don't know, I don't know if you ever have time to watch Gamescast, but uh, but recently, all the cats convinced me uh, to go go full on with Gran Gran Turismo Seven, and uh, in, in basically, I mean, not just buy the game, but also buy you know Logitech G twenty nine steering wheel and the shifter. Oh, you went with the G twenty nine. Yeah, and, uh, and and the whole rig to sit in with the car seat and oh my yeah, god, the pedals and everything. So I love that stuff. That is my jam. Yeah. VR, VR racing, my jam. Um, it's a slippery slope. I've had a G29. <laughs> um, 
I want to pull out one of the... I told you this stuff under the desk, I'm not kidding. I'll pull out this heavy beast. What? <laughs> that, is a direct, that is a direct drive wheel for uh, Anatech. Whoa. Uh, Dude, I went to that website. Uh, that shit's expensive. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, but it's a hobby. You know, I do race all the time. It's not... Uh, uh, it's not something that I thought about lightly, but yeah, G29, and then you end up upgrading, and then you end up buying. Uh, I actually brought the um, belt wheel, which is a lot cheaper, and then you know eventually I upgraded to the direct drive, and then I, you know, and then I brought a couple of wheels and stuff, and I got all the pedals and all that. But no, it's amazing. I, I really think VR. This is an absolutely wonderful thing that's happening to the PlayStation Five because. Frankly, the Drive Club and the previous stuff was just just not good at all. And to get GT7 in its completeness uh, in VR on such a good headset with wheels like the G29 and, and the Fanatec working for it, it's just phenomenal time to be a VR player. You, you're talking to a Drive Club Drive Club lover over here, so I just I'll just keep well quiet so we don't uh, get into a fight. <laughs> oh, I mean, we can have a fight about it, but I am a purist when it comes to game, game simulation. Uh, I, I, well, I mean, the, uh, the best game simulator underline is called iRacing. Um, uh, there are other good ones, and the, the, you know there are some better, probably haptic feedback ones, but iRacing is a subscription model, uh, so you pay every month, and you pay for the tracks, you pay for the cars... Uh, there are thousands of people playing at any time, and it's like where pro racers go and race. So you, you're literally... I've been in there with NASCAR racers and F1 racers where they've been practicing. So it's like uh, it's a very serious sim racing thing, and that's awesome fun and by far the best simulator. Mm. You know, they, they laser scan the track, and if your machine's capable of it, <laughs> which mine... I've got a, a 3090, so it's not like a small machine, right? But if, you, but if your machine's capable of it, you can set the settings to be per-inch uh, replication of the track, right? <laughs> so, like, by default, it's, like, per four foot or something, but it's still mm. it's laser-scan perfection tracks. No, very they, cool stuff. They, um... If VR has definitely converted... I mean, VR has converted me into a lot of genres that I, I wouldn't typically be into, but... Uh, sim racing, sim style gameplay and stuff uh, has been one of those genres just because it's, you know, I've always played games for like, I want to escape into fantasy worlds, into, you know, crazy <clears throat> abstract worlds. But surprisingly, just there's something really satisfying and immersive about these simu like realistic simulation stuff. Um, and yeah, when it's that nice fine balance of simulation and just fun game it's just ah, it's next level entertainment right there. Yeah, you are not kidding. Uh, so, probably enough about other people's games, uh, dude. I want to. I don't want to turn this into a developer interview, right? I like definitely thrilled <laughs> that you want to hang out here and like talk about VR with us because there's certainly a lot of uh, PSVR two news that happened today. But before we do, uh, like, what's what what's the general feeling about PSVR two over at SciTech? Um, are you guys like gung ho about this? Is this going to be like your focus? It's a very, very cool. I mean, we've had it for a while now. I mean, many months from, from a dev point of view. Um, yeah, and Windows 2 is coming to PSVR too. It is 100% being made, right? Boom! Um, uh, you heard it here first. Yeah. Windlands 2. <laughs> Boom! Windlands 2. PlayStation yeah. VR 2. When? 
Uh, well, I don't think I've been that secret about it. Um, the, no, it's purely a priority thing for us. Um, uh, it, there was no point as trying to do that for launch. There's so much noise in launch. It would have just been, you know, one of 30. And, uh, you know, we, we, uh, when it came to designing priorities, we needed to get the Quest 2 out the door. You can appreciate it's a big platform and it helps us fund our next gaming. Uh, and then, yeah, straight into PSVR 2. So actually the PSVR 2 uh, dev kit is like all switched up again. We're back into the testing of that. So it's like Quest is done. PSVR 2 is the next in the porting pine and that, that's happening. So as soon as possible is the answer. Um, I think it's going to take a little while. We're going to go through FQAs. You know, I don't want to promise anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as soon as we can get it out, we will. And it's, it's you know, such a great headset and, and for it. Um, yeah, I know you loved the game, and thank you so much for the reviews you gave, gave us and stuff. It was awesome to see you we've, guys. We've got Mako, Mako XL in the chat right there who's yeah. who's drooling over this announcement. He literally messages me at least once a week going, <laughs> want to play Winlands 2? Want to play Winlands 2? And whenever I would, do these, I would do these Saturday Night Live streams, I still will in the future, but um, when I did these shows where the, the viewers would get to pick what I play, he would always pick... Winlands or Winlands too. So big fan in the chat. I know we got some here and um yeah, really so, exciting, man. We we did enjoy uh enjoy uh, our time with it. Yeah, and and it is a great game on the PlayStation, but it's going to be so much better on the PlayStation VR too. You you have the ones, you have all the full control of the air, you know, it's just it's it's going to be ideal for it. And and you know, I've had the pleasure of playing it, so uh, I can tell you that it is absolutely exceptional on the PSVR too. Um and we want to do as much as we can to, you know, make sure that we take advantage of the PS5 as well because we can we can uh, you know, up the render scales and do some clever things. So, yeah, no, uh, there's a lot to do there, really, in terms of polish and just get it out the door on FQA. So it's definitely coming. You're just going to have to be patient with us. It takes us a little while to get it to store, but, you know, we want to bring it. We don't want to rush it. We want to make sure it's really, really good quality port. Um, we're going to do, I haven't really announced this either, so it's another exclusive. We're going to do some extra content for all of the platforms as part of the launch cycle here. So as a follow-up to the Quest, we'll add some extra functionality. Boom! Uh, Extra content coming to Winlands too, baby. You heard it here (laughs) first. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just gonna keep doing that over. Yeah, just keep doing. Boom! Right. um, And our next game is called. uh, um, (laughs) And here's the trailer. No, almost had him. Almost had him. Winlands three is a battle royale. (laughs) What? What? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, oh, I think I might have hit the nail on the head here. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, okay, so listen. So we're not making Winlands 3, so that's not that's an exclusive. Um, no, we've decided to make a new IP, So, uh, and, and I can tell you it's awesome. And it's like it takes everything we've learned and it applies it to something new. But uh, uh, we've decided to do something uh, in many ways more ambitious, but definitely more exciting. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. Well, I don't know if you had to go more exciting to satisfy some of the cats here because we definitely love Windlands 2 and a lot of the cats here love Windlands 1 as well. Some of you can say it's better than Windlands 2 just because of like the solitude and uh, whatever. So uh, I guess let's ask the, the, the important question for all of us game preservationists out here. What's happening with Windlands 1? Are we just getting two? Is one ever going to come over? Question. That's a good question. You know, I've got a lot of love for Winlands 1 and those that have played it. Yeah, like you say, it's a bit Marmite. There are some people that just don't want the multiplayer element or the battling. Um, I had this conversation earlier, actually. The, the Winlands 1 was very much a parkour game. And it's not obvious, but the challenge in Winlands is really 
getting from A to B requires mm-hmm. you to be mentally adapting all the time and working out the puzzle and the direction you're going and keep your, your momentum, right? And Windlands 1 like, was really, really good at that, but much too difficult for a multiplayer game. So we <laughs> simplified, made more bushes and stuff for the second player. So no, it's a lot of love for Windlands 1, and if you've ever seen like the Jet Sactic Eye videos and stuff of trying to do some of the challenge maps, because they were called challenge maps, not races back then, and they are very challenging. If you go back to Windlands 1 and try and do some of those parkour maps they can take you even even now it would take me an hour to do like some of them because they're like just really hard um but yeah no i've got a lot of love for winlands one and you know i i'd like to answer that post winlands 2 port it's more obvious that we get winlands 2 ported because it would just take much more advantage multiplayer yeah and then you know what it's not off the record that we would you know it's not off off the off the table yeah it's not off the table Definitely not off the table. I think we'll get to the end of the port for Windlands 2 and we'll see where we are. Because we end up writing libraries and all sorts of stuff that are required for the PlayStation that we can back backwards compatible. Uh, there are... PlayStation 2 is a different beast, though. It requires um, you know, its own SDK. You know it's not backwards compatible. It requires its own SDK and a whole bunch of extra development time and effort to, to get <clears> it working. Have you noticed, on that note, have you noticed some... Because you said you've already kind of started working on this. Have you noticed a big difference in the process of porting to PlayStation VR 2 versus uh, porting to PlayStation VR 1? Is it... Is there anything right off the bat that's just way easier? Um, and yeah, no, no. no. <laughs> well, the, the world is moving rapidly towards OpenXR, which I could talk about for hours. But you know, pretty much, you need to be on the right versions of Unity. You need to be, you know, you need to, have, or, or whatever platform you're using, you need to have the right SDKs. You need to. You know, there's a whole bunch of stuff around mapping and control mapping and the, supporting the OpenXR ecosystem, especially in the world, um, which is you're probably very excited about, in the all, all the accessory tools and stuff and the, be able to remap buttons and plug-in buttons like foot pedals and things like that. So you need to sort of support all of that out of the box for the, for the FQAs. So, yeah, it's quite a lot of work. And, <laughs> yeah, it's, it seems simple. Just plug it in and surely you can make that work. But, no, it's actually a, a completely different environment. But it's an environment that everybody's pushing. So, as a side note, the Quest uh, now... The, the, sorry, you, ha- you have to get a waiver if you're not going to use OpenXR now. Uh, so it's much better to move to OpenXR and not have to go through the process of waivers and things like that, which they don't like giving. <laughs> Uh, we got a few more. We got a few tips here to read off. So uh, let's let's get caught up on those oh. real quick. With uh, starting with Josh Cat in the chat with the five dollar tip says thank you to John Hibbins for giving us developer perspectives on VR. Really appreciated. Great job on the IGN gig, Brian Madison VR hyped four thousand meow. Thank you very much, Josh Cat. We appreciate you so much. Uh, Man Bear Pig Game Cat two dollar tip says Brian. Great job. Uh, <laughs> Perp Game Showcase. AJ John. Timer? What does this mean? AJ John Timer. <laughs> uh, do you have any doubt with you, you know Man Bear Pig Game Cat more than better than any of us, I, AJ? I told what, you he was real. What does AJ John Timer mean? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's AJ and then he's saying John Timer. John Timer? I don't know. They're separated by hands. You, and your and your that doesn't help us at all. Genetic blasphemy, plain and simple with the five dollar tip says uh, I noticed that Windlands two was never listed as coming soon, uh, and I think it was months before showing in the VR section of the PlayStation store. Any insights? Oh, so yeah, a lot of PlayStation games before their uh, before their release, they kind of sit in a coming soon section on the PlayStation store. But like 
I think did Windlands just like show up the day it came out? We just sort of we, we had a number of technical challenges getting through the FQA process, and it was all about multiplayer. Um, it's the first time we put on a multiplayer through the process and multiplayer you know everybody thinks it's a switch it definitely is not a switch <laughs> but it, it you know when it comes to fqa they have to go through a whole set of extra challenges and from like and it's the same with the quest actually it's exactly the same process for their tlcs it's like what happens if you cut the wi-fi in the middle of a game session you know how does that gracefully handle it things like that but also they're very sensitive about encryption and privacy so you know if you're going to do multiplayer you've got to have extra privacy terms and you've got to have um you know you cut you've got to publicly acknowledge your udp stack and things like that because we've got custom udp stacks uh so that you're not transferring private information off devices between them and things like that so it's like it's like way more to it than just like switch it on and put it through the stores um so yeah it sort of kickstarts all these extra multiplayer requirements when you do that which you know to be fair we, we we've got our eyes open to now and we've got much better at uh, but when we went through the PlayStation one, that that meant it was an int- it eternally trying to solve problems that we weren't aware, you know, we weren't even aware of, and we had to rewrite interfaces. And Sony have their cross-play issues as well, so you know, it, all of that came into into play for us. Uh, I mean, it, the common thing I get asked is, "Can you do a cross-play server?" And it's like, yeah, we really want to do a cross-play server, and our future stuff will will definitely have cross-play in it. Um, but actually, it's quite hard to do because you've got every platform has a whole bunch of rules. Every you know, as well as um, you need servers running and you need systems in the cloud doing stuff, and it's just an extra layer of uh, you know. Really, we could do with an extra resource managing that type of thing, like a DevOps or whatever, and you know that costs a lot of money. Or if you're Kluge Interactive, you can just never deliver the multiplayer. Uh, well, I mean, the, the, uh, to be fair, probably, I, mean, I don't know that specific case, but you know, genuinely, it's a lot of work, and you know, it ta- it can take. If you've only got one of you or a few of you, then you know, you're having to do that work as well. It can it can just grind you, and then I've I've always had this theory that uh, cross-platform also like you know makes it even more difficult. And half the time, I'm like, look, if it's going to take you three years to release multiplayer, just make it like. Just keep it contained to that one platform if that's going to speed up the process. Well, I think that's the decision we had to make. And and it sucks because everything in my heart says, of course we should make it cross-platform. You know, we've got no no defense. Well, Windlands 2 in in particular is kind of the, you know, other than like some visual and controls, it's basically the same game, right? There's a lot of other games that have different features because of different headsets. You know, some are wireless, some are wired. Um so it made sense for that one to be multi-platform, but uh, if you know, for if it could be, but there's a lot of games. You know, he was talking about synth riders, where yeah. it's like they have like 360 modes that you don't. We don't need that on PSVR because Ooh, we have a wire. You, you can spin around with a wire. Thank I've, you. I've wrapped. Thank you. I've wrapped it you around my chair. Can, but do you really want to? <laughs> <laughs> like all yes. of the, well, I mean, I, Yes, I don't, know. I, I, don't, I don't know. All those things are solved. If you go to an arcade with a wired Vive or whatever, they'll they'll string the wire from above from you. The top. It's just solved, and it you know, okay, that's extra work, and but you can even do it on mounts and things. Um, so if you really want to go mad, you can definitely do it. Um, I'm just saying, I don't think it's worth two years delay, three years well, delay, or well, the wire or an empty wire. promise. This is a wire exclusive. 
that it's connected <laughs> to the right device. I'll sort of evidence that. Look, it's it's connected to the right device. Um, this wire is quite light, mm. extremely flexible. Uh, and there's and, only one. Uh, if you compare it, I, I can probably do this directly, so I'll try and do it. <clears throat> this is a bit of a comparison thing. Here is the Vive one, right? Here is the PlayStation one, Ooh. right? So this is yeah. a lot stiffer, yeah. yeah, thicker, and generally not that light. It's quite heavy. I can feel the weight. Whereas this is super light, very thin, very flexible. So I think it's a great wire, and they've done an amazing job there. Um, it connects to the headset, through, sort of like goes through the back, round, and then in the front. So there's quite a coil protecting, yanking on that front pull. Uh, more so than the Vive, if anybody's aware of the Vive system. So, you know, it'd be very difficult to, you know, if you tugged on the headset or whatever, to pull out the wire and cause looseness. Um, so, you know, I've I've spun around in this chair with it, quite happy. There's a trick. You just coil a lot up, stick it in the back on the back of your chair that way. Right? So you've got loads of it, and it, if it gets stuck, it just pulls out. It's like it's tons of the damn stuff. Uh <laughs> The next tip comes to us from uh, Nick Milo, the Game Cat, with the $5 tip, says, Hey, John, uh, sorry my crew bugged you so much. Yeah, this was Nick. Sorry, John. After Windlands 2 PSVR 2 launch, hope we made up for it by finding that Misfit Mountain collectible. Yes, I remember that. That was a hell of a thing to find. <laughs> but we did discover it, and we did fix it. So I'm appreciative. I appreciate, actually, the support of the teams that actually went and found out where that issue was. Um, something during the compile... Uh, something during the changes we had to make for the PlayStation uh, version of Windlands 2 uh, meant one of the tablets, just one out of 40 in the mountain, had the wrong ID. And it was like a... I think from memory it was like a jungle one rather than a, a mountain one. So it was, once we found it, it was like, correct the ID, recompile, publish it. <laughs> you know, it was easy to solve. But yeah, we, uh, we, we had a, a real difficulty finding which tablet and what the issue was. But we found it. Yeah. So I really appreciate that. Thank you for... Uh, I always appreciate when people do a lot of testing for us and help us, uh, you know, steps to reproduce or, or solve those problems. It's We are very... Like I say, we, we haven't got a big QA, QA team. It's us that test. Um, so we we appreciate any support we get there. So thank you so much for that. Yeah, and I hope, I hope you don't take this as like a, a slam against SciTech games or, or anything. We're just kind of used to uh, developers supporting... PSVR to a certain extent and then kind of bailing. So there was there was certainly a feeling when Windlands 2 came out and it had a few issues that like this is just the game we've got and we've just got to deal with it, right? It's like like I w my biggest complaint that not everybody else was feeling was that like I'd be running toward the edge of a, a ledge and I would push the jump button and I would just fall right off the ledge. Like it seemed like the jump button wasn't registering. Like half the time or, or a third of the time or whatever. And you guys and you guys issue. you guys fixed that. And, and yeah, and we found that one. That was something to do with the clock speed. It was like there are some bizarre physics -y things going on there, I can tell you. Um, it was written for the PC. You know, the PC has a clock that typically 90 frames or whatever, you know, and it was like this was an unusual clock speed because it's running at 72.25 or something. You know, it's like, uh, and that physics change meant that the button on the physics clock wasn't detecting all the time. But we changed, you know, we corrected that and actually fixed the problem elsewhere. You can now run the game at 140 hertz on the index. <laughs> so because of that fix, it fixed it on the high end of like when you've got very, very high refresh rates, it became more um, more sensitive. But yeah, I mean, uh, we are really small. And while 
you know, when Anza's been very successful for us and we're really pleased with it, it's like we out we are really stretched thin. But I'm hoping that changes this year. This year, um there's a number of things just happening that, that are, are better for us. Um funding wise is looking a lot better. You know, the revenue from sales is coming through um and that's enabling us to put better resource in and have more resource available to us and we're still doing stuff all the time um you know we work with with vr monkey on some things they're doing some ports for us and some work with us so no i definitely don't intend to leave the playstation behind quite the opposite but also i have to be quite frank you know playstation vr1 we launched at the end of market that was not a profitable thing for us to do we have not made loads of money out of that uh, we've made no money out of the physical. It's covered its costs, which is great, yeah. but it's it's that end of market that there was so little money in the market. Um, it, it, yeah, we've probably just about covered ourselves cost-wise now. Month, you know, a year after launch now, uh, it's covered the costs. It actually cost us to do the port, but you know, we did that with the eyes to PSVR two, and you know, hopefully, we'll get the port for that done, and and that will bring in enough revenue to justify that whole step up exercise and getting the app IDs. We also got the app ID for our next game in PSVR two as well. So you know, in terms of dedication to PSVR two, uh, we there's a process you go through to apply for uh, app IDs within PlayStation, and an app ID. Once you've got one of those, that's that's like the you know, it's the Holy Grail. Once you've got that, you can make the game. You tie it to a title. It has to be um, submitted with a great big thing called a game design document. And you have to get votes from... I don't know how it works internally too much, but my understanding is that the US, Japan, Asia, and Europe agree that that title is okay for the PlayStation. And then, you know, you get your app ID. So we have got the app ID for our next game as well. So it's really positive. Uh, Peter Check F with the twelve plantains. I'm pretty sure that's what that that's what that is. John, what performance increase does eye tracking and foveated rendering give? Oof, that was Ooh, a tough that's one an to interesting read. one. <laughs> that was all abbreviated. It was tough. I have got some insights to this. I did I've been playing with eye tracking a lot, so as a developer, this is fascinating stuff. So I've got a couple of things about eye tracking I could share with you quite happily. Um one is it's phenomenal. <laughs> it's i cannot fake it right so if i run a test environment and i put you know ray casts or lines out of your eyes onto a scene and i'm moving my eyes around as fast as i can trying to like hit bottles i've got in one scene i've got bottles read text uh i found out some interesting things about my own eyes doing this exercise uh i can record you can detect blinking which is like it's actually got a blink state detection as well so i cannot fake it um maybe in the very furthest corners uh, it's less sensitive and accurate like right into top corners sort of stuff um but honestly that's because you're stretching your eyes so radically you're probably just messing up the sensors um but you know in general field of view and I, like a very big fov um you can't fake it it's it's very very fast and the S fov i've got a, i can switch it on and off in dev environment just to test it so i cannot perceive whether it's on or off so it's like you just can at the time your eyes move to try and detect the lower resolution it's already it's already at the high resolution. It's that fast. I mean, I'm sure there are better pe- people's eyesight than mine. Maybe they can see it, but honestly, I've yet to to break it. So from that point of view, it's very very good. I did learn that learn a few things about it. It uses a bit. It uses a bit of the CPU. I can't tell whether that's my code or whether or not it literally is. Um, 
but fine. Uh, and the, the other thing about it is that, yeah, it, I'm seeing, well, in a non-optimal scene for testing this, I'm seeing like 27, 30% increases in, in rendering. So I'm seeing some pretty phenomenal results, but you know, it needs to be applied more to a more complex game. And uh, even our, our next game isn't quite at the point where you would consider it optimized for testing that type of thing. Uh, John, this might be a question that I'm not sure how much our audience cares, but I certainly care um, as a content creator, as somebody who's going to be capturing the, the PSVR 2 social screen quite a bit uh, for reviews. Do you know uh, what happens with the foveated rendering and eye tracking on the social screen? Like, is there a clearer spot on the social screen oh. when you're capturing the footage or or is that imperceivable on the social screen? <laughs> I haven't tested that. I've got no comment. I'm sorry. <laughs> I haven't tested that. Uh, the problem is when I do the testing, I'm inside the headset. I'm not looking at the social screen. Um, yeah, I haven't, I haven't tested anything. Well, I'm wondering, you know, we've seen some of the people demoing like Horizon Call of the Mountain and stuff, and it. I guess it's kind of hard to tell. Maybe maybe that's a good question for like Wes or something who is there looking at the TVs and uh, my, might, might, might already have that answer. My- um, my understanding is it's at a different level in the pipeline for the rendering there because you, you, social screen gets spat out prior to the warping for the headset. So you, you and from usually from a single eye, left or right, typically left. So it's yeah, it's not quite what you're describing. You've got a, a, a essentially a slightly shrunk version, believe it or not, because the headset's much higher resolution than what you're normally outputting version of like your left eye and it's slightly cropped <laughs> so it's like um that's my understanding of it from a technical point of view and i'm not sure how accurate that is with the playstation but definitely across many environments that's pretty much how it works so if you think about a pipeline going you know spit out whatever's then spit out uh, vertices and, and textures or whatever forward rendering mostly and then spit out the to the monitor then do you post processing stuff for your headset so it's like it's really early in the stage so i don't know where the foveator rendering sits but i would imagine it sits uh, at some point during the shader rendering and if it does sit in the in the full screen shader then they'll be splitting it at that point so they'll be sending one to the screen and then they'll be foveating out to the headset we got Wes in the so chat saying it, uh, it's possible to do in the single shader. I think Wes in the chat saying you can't see it, which is a which is a good yeah reason. yeah. It wouldn't surprise me that you absolutely can't. Yeah, see I mean it. the yeah the the first one you know PSVR always looked better on the social screen. You most of the time yeah. would look better, and so it would be kind of misleading sometimes even. But um, yeah, you'd have to think that this is a similar thing, like you said, the different pipelines where it's displaying it uh, in a clear manner which would be great and i've sounded like i know exactly what the playstation one does there i don't but i do have a good <laughs> understanding of the rendering pipeline for vr and yeah there'll, there'll be a there's a moment where it you know you're putting out to a texture map to a screen oh yeah so i would hope not uh this is um this is interesting because i because john's here obviously to uh to, to be part of this discussion part of our part of our normal games cast uh but we definitely have a lot of uh <laughs> a lot of cats in the chat who have developer questions do you have the chat up and up and running over there john i sort of do i've got the youtube one is that the best one to get to yeah absolutely oh yeah well ask any questions uh, uh which one should we try and go through do you think online multiplayer crossplay between psvr and psvr2 games is possible absolutely 
I don't know whether it will happen. Uh, technically, the game logic is always done uh, via the networking layer and the game logic layer. So um, the main differences most people will be doing in gameplay is taking advantage of the extra resolution, perfect rendering, uh, things in the controllers, such as you know the haptic feedback on these buttons or whatever, changing that, uh, the rumble on the headset. But that's all sort of additive, uh, and it's like not in the network layer for multiplayer. The network layer will be managing where the things are and what's you know where the avatars are and stuff so i don't see why it couldn't be cross-compatible it usually but us for instance we could all of our games although they're on different platforms technically share the same networking level and the avatar level and all the bullets and bosses and states are all in the networking level so we can actually do cross-play between many devices as long as it shares the same binary essentially uh, and there are clever ways you can manage that okay. um Dan Kiefer in the chat is wondering what you think about hybrid games. Uh, in, essentially, uh, PS5 games that are made for the flat screen that developers go in and, uh, and, and make PSVR 2 compatible. Do you think there's as much uh, of a hurdle getting those working on PSVR 2 this gen as there was last gen? No, no, I don't. I think it's going to be much easier than ever. I think GT7 is probably going to be the best example of that. Um, the Foveate to rent, uh, you know, so, so much more horsepower in a PlayStation 5. I can't tell you how much more toys you've got to play with. And that's before, actually, I think they've got good at it. Uh, we're not using much of the machine learning cores. You know, I saw John Carmack quote, um, comment the other day that you could use the ray tracing to do projected forecasting. Um, because you could ray trace the pixels out. I think he was saying that. That's my understanding of it. You know, this, this technology that, hasn't yet taken fully advantage of the PS5, you know, like we're in phase one of VR. Uh, but yeah, no, definitely. I think it's as easy as dropping a new VR camera into a scene <laughs> and you've got VR because you don't, have, you haven't got the challenges. I'm sorry. It's definitely not as easy as that because you've got to take the controllers and pull the SDKs in. But the, from a theory point of view, you've got a lot of challenges historically just trying to optimize for VR and it requires a completely different pipeline. You know, da, 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 da. Whereas like with the advantage of FOV, uh, bringing down that a little bit, and the quality of the PlayStation being able to optimize. A lot of games now are doing like crazy stuff in high performance, uh, sorry, in high visual mode. And honestly, sometimes you just can't tell the difference. <laughs> you know, the difference between 16 times anti-alias and four is, uh, under a microscope in, you know, zoomed in in a, some type of Photoshop app, right? It's like, uh, it's hard to spot and, uh, you know, so it's like a lot of the titles are pushing so much for graphics fidelity that actually just knocking it down a couple of anti-aliasing or using the new FSAs or, you know, the new technologies like DLSS3 for reprojecting. All of those technologies are in the hardware and getting really, really good. And sorry, I've got very technical there, but the, the fact is that a lot of the games can just take advantage of that and directly apply it to VR. We're going, we're going to go fantastical here for a minute, man. We're going to, we're going to get away from PSVR too. Uh, and just talk about you as a developer and the things that you like, because Battle Mode Bainbridge in the chat says, if John could make a game on a licensed property, what IP ah. would you choose? Oh, God, that's going to be Spider-Man, isn't it? It's uh, <laughs> uh, Spider-Man, Miles, Malone, you know, in the style of that. You know, it would have to probably be that. If Sony would give me that IP, I would love to make that game. So just phone up. I'm, I've got all of your contacts. That's, that's, a good, database. that's a great pick. But we last <laughs> had a conversation up here, uh, you know, back in 2021, like you said. And there was a game 
that we were we were talking about. And I think I think I know deep down in your heart, you would want to make a Dark Souls game. <laughs> well, we, Elden, we called that we called uh, yeah, Elden Ring. You know, Elden Dark Ring Souls. was my game of the year last year, and I did complete yeah. it. So no, I am so, well into the, the from software stuff. So that's what well, you're not all of, on. Not all that's of what it, you're making but, next, right? Is a is a uh, Elden Ring? Uh... <laughs> yeah, I just need about four hundred more developers to pull that off. Let's do this, man. Let's um, come on. I know, I'm up for that. No, it's, um, no, I, 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 I've been really craving, I'm not going to lie, I've been craving a, uh, uh, an Elden Ring Bloodborne, uh, style game in VR. I can't wait yeah. for the first person to do that. I mean, I can be honest. I mean, Elden Ring did incredibly well. I'm surprised how well it did, right? Um, because it's brutal. I mean, anybody that's tried to get through the first two bosses and would, you know, you can just do nothing but not, right? It's like absolutely <laughs> brutal game, but it's got a, it's got a beautiful, brutal art to it and and it's a bit more forgiving you can go out and grind a bit and, and get a few levels up and then it's a little bit easier right and eventually you'll just get you know get through the the, the challenges now i'd love to make an Elden ring type game but the you know SciTech games is an action adventure social action adventure studio right we we don't we've been tempted with lots of things and it honestly it's just not gone well right we've had prototypes of things like arcades um arcade things and we've had you know stuff we've tried we try you know all sorts of things right i, I, I could probably go on about that for an hour um but it all comes back to we all love you know we want to build we are building a, a social action adventures cooperative social action adventures and that um we often referred to Winlands too as as the Dark Souls of platforming games. So uh, actually, you always have that's that. True. <laughs> well, honestly, I think it could be harder. Uh, I only like playing it on hard, and you should only play Winlands two on hard. Um, but honestly, I think that yeah, there's a more brutal version. The reason it's not that difficult is because, and it's very forgiving. You know, you don't die. It's got no like. You just respawn and off you go again, right? right. Um, it's because in co-op it would make it really like imbalance very quickly. You know, you only have to have one player that can't keep up uh, and one player that's miles ahead, and it just imbalances. So you've got to make the levels like accessible, and the difficulty yeah. is balanced that way. It's not apparent, but it, it is very balanced that way. You know, um, it, uh, the amount of shield scales with the amount of players, but the good players take down more shields, and the bad players still take down a few, so they feel like they're contributing, and it sort of balances quite well. And the the aggro meters for the boss sort out the better players you know they know that the boss knows who's the better players it's because it's getting more hits and that's more threatening so it will I be more fights yeah it'll be game. more if you're really good at it actually it'll be more challenging for you because it uh, it will the homing missiles are slightly faster you know it fires faster at you and it's more accurate at you if you've got a very high threat level so it's it's quite balanced in terms of like keeping a group together. Not quite Mario Kart. It doesn't give you a blue shell and kill you, <laughs> but it, it it does. There was an element of trying to make sure that everybody's enjoying themselves. John, do you pay attention to sales uh, as far as consoles go? Do you do you keep an eye on that kind of stuff? Well, I saw PlayStation announced seven million headsets at profit. I read that somewhere. That was the last thing. Yeah, I, well, I, I, like any good business owner, I keep an eye on all analytics across the board and watch the market very closely. I've got my own stats that I record from Steam and things like that. Yeah, definitely. Well, Starlight, the intergalactic game cat, right in the chat says, "Hey, John, how many uh, how many sales of the PSVR two 
in the first year, we're getting very technical here, would make you confident for making a profit on the developer side? Uh, in which number do you expect? How, how many headsets do you think PSVR 2 set to sell in like the first year? That's a very deep and complex question, isn't it? <laughs> That's what you're here for. Don't overthink it. Don't overthink yeah. it. Just, just... Um, <laughs> do, do, do you know what? Uh, the, we have only going to hold it against you have... for the rest of your life. If you get I don't think... Well, I don't think we've got to the point where any VR dev can confidently release on one platform and say that's enough, right? And even the Quest, right? Unless you beat Saber, maybe. But even they are doing PlayStation VR 2 as well, right? So it's like, it, the, the reality is that, you know, you've sort of still, most developers, unless you've got a breakout crazy success, are going to have to release on all platforms. So uh, I would say that, in an ideal world, it would be doing half of the install base for the PlayStation 5, right? It'd be like hitting 25 million. That would be where everybody's making really, really good money at that point, right? Uh, the 10 million mark, you know, you could confidently make a title for it if it's got te- like um, anything less than that, and we are less than that with the 7 million. You've got to be doing other platforms as well, otherwise you're going to lose money on it, or it needs supporting by someone, you know, the platform or some crazy investor, or somebody that just does it for the hell of it or it's a low cost game maybe <laughs> um so but my prediction is you know there'll be millions sold this year it'll ramp up towards christmas for some big titles you know t- two to four million in the first year would be a great result from you know from a outside perspective as releasing on the other platforms as well because you could bring it to that platform and make some money and that's what matters really uh, anything less than that would be a dire. Um, but I would hope it would do better than the PlayStation VR 1. It, it is, frankly, a much better piece of hardware. Right? It's like there was a number of things that were terribly wrong with PlayStation 1. As you know, the co- convoluted setup with a million wires all across the living room mm-hmm. um, was was horrific, frankly. That's and... the first time it's actually hit me was I, I did some cleaning this weekend and I'm, you know, I'm getting all prepped and ready for, for next gen. We're 23 days away. And uh, it's the first time probably because a lot of people complain about the million wires. And I'm like, I it's just the one wire for me because I've always had wow. it in the same it's spot. Away, but, away now, but now that I actually have to like move it for the first time in like five years, I'm like, I get it. Like if you had to do that a bunch. Yeah. Like it, I'm like, we're going to look back at this and we're going to be like, wow, how did we even have this this box with this uh, you know six cables coming out of it that's going to be one of the great things to leave behind for sure with just the one wire solution for sure and, I, and i'm in the presence of frankly gods that have have uh, become amazing at using the move controllers right they they are not great controllers for vr <laughs> they're, they're barely functional honestly from my perspective they are uh, they are pretty poor <laughs> so to replace to replace them with um you know what are great controllers you know with joysticks with buttons in if the only we case, could what's... see those controllers what they look like i don't know which, which ones you're talking haptics. about these, these if ones. only uh, oh those right those right ones. okay yeah with, with yeah. haptics and the buttons are in the right place and there's good operation you know everything about these controllers is is um is frankly you know ds for you know the 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 dual shot quality right and we know that that's a good quality right um and that that's going to make the world a difference i i when uh, the right direct thing to say is when people say to me what's it like compared to pc vr because really that is its comparison we're not talking about mobile here right then 
I, I think, you know, it's like it's like having an index, right? But for your PlayStation, it's like it's got all the functionality of an index. It's got, you know, it feels very quality like the index. It's got similar things. But, you know, if, any, if anything, it's got lots of things more positive than the index, right? But the index today is my daily driver for PCVR. It's a phenomenal headset, you know, and um, to say that we're going to have a very low-cost version of that for PlayStation, it's a phenomenal place to be, and frankly, it deserves to sell a lot. Um, and I, I think one thing that Sony are amazing at is is content, and frankly, you know, the, the lineup, I wish it was slightly better. There was a couple of things that I wish were in there. Like aren't. Well, half like Alex, mm-hmm. obviously. It should be there, and I have no idea why it's not, and it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I suppose Valve are working on their own standalone. Half like Alex will probably scale to that. You know, it's like perhaps there's something there. But I am surprised uh, because it would make sense for Valve to get that wide and far. They did it with orange box and stuff from recollection, so it's like yeah. I don't see why they couldn't do it here. They should do it for the good of VR, frankly. Despite despite hating the PS3, they still did it. <laughs> yeah, they should do it for the good of VR. And you know, honestly, if it, if that doesn't come to the PlayStation Five, it, it, my my thoughts about Valve will go down a little bit because it's oh. not. You know, they need to be they need to be helping the world, and restricting that to one platform is, uh, frankly, abuse. <laughs> no, they should. They should they shouldn't do that. Um, they should get it in as, hand, as many hands as possible and, frankly, develop more uh, Half-Life Alex 2, please. Because it is still today one of the best titles, if not the best, for VR to show off um, VR. This is... um, so, so, yeah, I'd love I'd like to have seen that. It's something I'm really excited for because, you know, the, the longer I think about Call of the Mountain uh, and the more I really remember how long it's been in development for uh, and, and the studios behind it and Sony's financing it. And, you know, this is really the other big built from the ground up for VR game that's been made, right? I mean, yeah, you can point to other examples. Any idea how long it is? I mean, we knew about it in 2019. Not how long the game is. Well, yeah. Because that's my worry. It's not that it doesn't look epic. Um, uh, Mike from VR Ace is a really good friend of mine, Mm -hmm. and he went for the studio, so I've had personal talks with him about that as well. He's like, that is like an awesome game, right? He's no doubt about that. And, um... Anybody else I've seen saying it's an awesome game? I'm just how long? All right, if it's a six-hour thing, mm-hmm. I'm all in. All right, that is going to be incredible. Well, they but said if, if you beeline it, they said if you beeline it at six to eight hours, like just from start to finish. Yeah. Okay. And so, well, that that I, sounds that sounds good then. Yeah, for me, I feel like it's going to take twelve hours because I'm just going to hang out and like explore. Yeah. Everything, we're a right? we're a twelve to twenty-hour crowd over here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I'm I'm. <laughs> No, I'm super pleased that I'm hearing good things about VR in that. You know, you can pick arrows out of the water and you can, like, everything's interactable and painting and things. Yeah. So this is exactly, exactly. I think, <laughs> talking about Half-Life Alex, I think the devs of that are a fan of Half-Life Alex and they're bringing through that essence of VR into that game with their yeah. assets and that's that's amazing. Um, it misses the God of War. I mean, that just seems criminal not to have done that, but perhaps they're just holding it or it's just not ready. But, you know has to be a God of War equivalent, right? Because they're the two biggest titles you'd want in the VR set lineup. Um, and there's loads of other little things that just seem... But, you know, honestly, it's got some killer stuff, right? And frankly, there's a lot of stuff being updated um, that will really benefit from the controllers, will really benefit from the extra resolution. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I don't. I have no problem with things like te- Tetris Effect Connected, one of the best games made, right? So updating that for PSVR two and then bringing it to higher resolutions and you know bringing the proper connected mode in and stuff like that. It, uh, hopefully they've done connected mode so you can headset and screen. Um, I don't know enough about the detail there, but you know, just doing that is amazing. I had purchased um, Resident Evil uh, eight. Uh, at CEX, cheap, <laughs> like our local store, cheap. Got the disc months before I thought, with just the hope that there would be a free upgrade. <laughs> and of course, I've got it now, and you know it's been described. I would have killed. You know, at one point, somebody said, "What would you like on there?" I would have loved GT Seven, and then it gets announced. So you know, I can't be. I'm not disappointed with it, and I'm super excited about playing certain games. If anything, right, I have got a few games for the PlayStation because I've got developer friends that are making PlayStation VR two, so I've had the benefit of playing a few things but yeah it kills me the fact that i've got the headset and none of the games are yet active you know the pl- <laughs> yeah, you gotta <laughs> wait a little bit longer they haven't published that version of the software um but you know they, i i have brought uh extra uh, an extra one actually for my lounge um because the dev ones get knackered and the, the sony's ownership but for myself i brought the uh, ryzen set for the lounge so i can play play and take because i'm a vr fan i love playing vr John, before we get into uh, some of the the bigger PSVR 2 things that happened today, uh, there are just a couple more questions about SciTech games in the chat uh, coming from Simply Mincy, asking if you're just a one-man software dev team. Uh, ah. And then Robert Lawrence on the opposite side of the spectrum asking you to please make some big epic VR games. <laughs> uh, what's, what, what is the size of SciTech now? Have you grown since Windlands 1, since Windlands 2? How has the progression been oh, and how no, has it felt? About it. No, this year we're scaling up. So there's uh, umpteen meetings I'm having at the moment with new people, as well as uh, as well as um, you know working with people that work with us for a long period of time. So no, we're scaling up right now. So we're tiny. Um, we're 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 like I don't know, less than ten of us at any one point at the moment. But there's like six of us working right now on stuff. Um, but we're scaling that up quite rapidly. Um, so it's either contractors that we've used before that are coming back for various things, uh, just timing, so people working out previous stuff. You know, we've just got to that point where we're, where our next game is scaling up out of the out of the prototypes type stage and the um, early um, what we call vertical slice into full production. So that is what this is literally happening as we speak. <laughs> we're scaling up to do all that. Nice, very cool. It take, takes quite a while. Um, I'm, we're very careful. I'm very careful as as the owner of the business that we don't that we don't make things without being confident in it. <laughs> you know, we need to get to the point where the, we're confident in the gameplay, uh, we're confident in the mechanics, we're confident in our art style and direction, and what we're going to do. And the the, G, the game design document is is many hundreds of pages long in detail uh, before you start the actual full-scale production, because it costs a lot of money to make games, and you're scaling up and spending cash. Uh, and, you know, truthfully, timing with cash flow, you know, um, having the Quest 2 out uh, brings more cash flow into the business, which allows us to employ people. So if it's a great launch, we will be able to scale faster and deliver quicker. If it's if, you know, if it's a medium launch, and then it will be, or a disappointing launch, then we have to scale back our ambitions too. It's as simple as that. That's where VR is, you know. Unless you borrow money or um, very lucky to get, you know, some high-scale VR investment stuff, and we've not. Uh, I still own majority of Scitech games. 
uh, and I've not been that attracted to VC investments uh, and we're not quite at the scale where we can attract the really big ones so we're sort of in that middle ground but hopefully we'll dig our way out of that in the next year or two and we'll be uh, we'll be growing much more faster PlayStation VR 2 will save us all John well I mean I'm, I'm definitely hoping that it will be better than the PlayStation 1 in terms of its income <laughs> same here um, same here <laughs> uh, yeah for, for us PC VR has been the strongest, I mean, really strong income, uh, and then it's sort of the Oculus Network, and then it's PlayStation, so it's not been that amazing for us overall. I think with Windlands 2 being end of cycle there, that didn't help. Um, but, you know, I'd like it to turn tight. I'm, I'm expecting Meta to still be high, and I haven't seen the Quest figures, and I'm hoping they're high, because that will support bigger things, and I'm expecting PlayStation 2 to take over PC VR from my perspective. I think that they've got an opportunity with this headset and the content lineup to, to do the opposite, and actually uh, people will be very interested, because it's just a great piece of hardware compared to the first version. It's what <clears> the first <throat> version really should have been, but couldn't have been. <laughs> you know, it couldn't have been, right? It, would, I mean, it took them six years to get this out, but the Frankly, you're in, you're in for a hell of a ride. I'm very excited for you, and we'll be watching very eagerly uh, to see what your thoughts are of it, and uh, you enjoy your games. But yeah, compared to the PlayStation 1, it's going to rock your world, I think. Yeah, very exciting. You're also talking to the only two people on the Without Parole team who have not put the thing on our fucking face yet. Ah! So <laughs> we're like, we're waiting for our worlds to be rocked on any second now, any time. Well, I mean, I don't want to overamp it. It's like it's not this most incredible thing that revolutionises VR. It's just a very good headset, right? And that's what you, you know. That's what we need. We need a very good headset with really good, good tracking. Um, the pass through on it, although it's black and white, is better than almost all the other pass throughs. So you know, you've got some wonderful stuff going on there in technology terms. Um, and it's just a good headset. It's very comfortable. We know the Halo strap's really nice. You know, it's very. I compare it very much to the comfort of the the first one, but just a bit lighter and you know, just got a lot more function. And frankly, they're the first proper one, other than perhaps the Quest Pro behind me there, that has eye tracking built in. So you can guarantee, as a developer, that you've got eye tracking. That is phenomenally good uh, for pushing forwards what we can do with eye tracking. I found, I found more interesting use cases out of eye tracking than I would have thought of. When I first started developing for it and thinking about it, I had, I, well, this is just a gimmick, but uh, uh, all very useful for foveated rendering, which obviously it is. But actually, the more you, I can give you a really good example, right? Uh, this, I'm really big into VR um, it, um, interactions, right? So I've probably spoke about this before, but the, it, it, when you reach for a door, right? Have you? How many games have you gone where you try and get the door and it's like you can't get the door and it doesn't open quite right and like or the, the you know you pull out your holster of your gun while you try to reach you know it's just wrong right and you've struggled to open the door handle or have the intent of picking this item up and not this item. Eye tracking sort of adds to that intent. Yep. You know, if your hand's close to something and you're looking at it, because you will be, because you're looking at where your hand's going to go, then you've got much more intent to, you know, if there's a two apples in front of you and you're looking at the right one and you slightly, your hand's slightly towards the left, but you're looking to the right, you can sort of like, devs can just nudge, right? They can say, well, actually the intent is more likely to be the right one. It just starts feeling much more natural with basic, you know, just a basic piece of code there. And, you know, this is bad to say as well, but for players that aren't as uh, skilled, you know, if they are trying, you know, they're trying to aim at that character, you can see their eyes are looking at it. 
you can see their guns looking vaguely towards it, right? Then you can have skill level uh, improvements and things. So there's all those type of things that actually in, that they may not they may sound a bit cheaty, but we cheat all over the place. I could give you a thousand examples of where developers try and make the game more fun. Um, but the you know you can enhance the user's experience through these things, uh, and that's beyond things like looking at menus and choosing things or whatever. It's just and blinking and making things appear in front of you and all those type of things. Don't blink. Um, but there's you know just general interactions become much more intent and much clearer. Um, eye tracking just generally improves improves um, anything to do with social uh, face. You know, there's a lot you can do. There's a lot. Yeah, it's good to hear. There's uh, picking up the wrong things in VR uh, when there's a bunch of things mm-hmm. on the table is certainly something I considered a growing pain. Uh, and I was hoping eye tracking would help. With it's that. awful. It's, a, it's like it's one of the key presence breaking things when you intend to do your intent is there to do something and it doesn't do it right. because the tracking's not quite right or you know. So anything that we've got as a toolkit to help get intent right, it, it, it deepens presence, and that's. And, and it's all about presence. We make throwing, games to make you feel you're in the game. Well. Yeah, for, well, for, throwing's been solved for a long time. Anybody that struggles with throwing should go on. Half-Life Alex is a good example. Turn the dev commentary on Half-Life Alex. <laughs> listen to their throwing pre reproduction bit. That's what everyone it, was it, missing, apparently. <laughs> it, just, just, yeah, it honestly drives me crazy because there's so many games that get that wrong. And yet... Valve literally said, this is how we solve the throwing problem in Half-Life Alex," <laughs> And they go on about how they project the arc and they even do a demo of it and explain it. And, you know, it's like there's probably videos on the net and a GDC on it. So it's like it's it, it, it's um, this is going back in history a little while. But, but Valve came over to London and was showing off their Valve really early on. Right. And they did a jam and it was the worst jam I've ever done because it was 36 hours straight. No sleeping. 36 hours straight jam right mm-hmm. so imagine just like and the hardware was barely working <laughs> the sdk was being updated live so you can imagine that uh and one of the things that was really interesting is that and as they were exploring mechanics and throwing mechanics and pickup mechanics and transfer mechanics at that point which obviously developed later into alex but the um yeah so there's a big long story there but yeah that those that that projection i'll simplify it just uh, because you might have developers on, and how do you solve this problem? It's like actually you track a, a, a much higher resolution the, the movement of the controller, which you can do, than you actually your frames per seconds physics. So you like as, as many, in fact, future controllers are like a thousand hertz, right? You track that, and then you take back and you project an average um, or a quartered average over that, then accelerate that quartered average. And that's how you do it. And it's very easy to do. Once you've learned how to do that, it's like throwing suddenly. Suddenly everything's throwable. <laughs> no kidding. You, you need to go uh, host a couple uh, GDCs, my friend. <laughs> well, I, I do talk. I, I talked at PG Connects, but it was about Roblox and the metaverse, believe it or not. But the, the, the explosion of that is phenomenal. It's, um, you know, there's 600 million pound a year checks being written to devs over there just for Roblox. And, my gut is Roblox is coming to all of this soon. Um, watch this space, but Roblox is likely to be on PSVR 2 and on Quest. You heard it here yeah. first. Confirmed. Yeah, my God. Boom. I'm no insider, <laughs> no insider information, but I'm, yeah. I'm telling you, <laughs> this is happening. Um, but yeah, I can, no, I I can hear the that. articles being written right yeah, now. Yeah, for real. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, it's definitely it's definitely coming. Um and, and their cohorts are changing. You know, it used to be very young people. I I would say, you know, that's not necessarily a bad thing, isn't it? You know, Thirteen plus and all that and I don't think I don't want to get into all that. But the um their cohort is now growing up and and um they're going much more towards like twenty four year olds now and they're having online concerts and K pop things and you know, there's all uh, so it's not young people anymore. It's actually a, a growing cohort, and that's quite interesting because the, the software's getting more mature. Some of the games are much more uh, capable, and yeah, so it's going to be quite interesting how that explodes. And generally, things like Fortnite and uh, people, go, you know, the the most spent time online right now is social through earphones, doing something together, and it doesn't matter what it is. Could be Call of Duty, could be Beat Saber. Uh, and the ones that get it right, you know, have hubs, they have hangout spaces, they have multiple things to do, user-generated content's huge, no wonder Fortnite's getting into that, for instance, but the, um, you know, and I think companies like Sony and Meta will continue to push down that line and, and it will just get, because it's, it's what we enjoy, you know, if you look at all the people online and what they're doing right now, a very high percentage of them are hanging out in social spaces playing games. Agreed, Yeah. Definitely was uh, upsetting to find out that Tim Sweeney from Epic did not have any plans to bring uh, Fortnite over to VR. But I do feel like uh, that's what's what, what, what insider information. What do you got, John? No, no, <laughs> I just think that that's, uh, yeah, no plans today. Right? <laughs> not, not this minute. <laughs> um, it, it, I, I, fr- frankly, I think that's, that's crazy, but it, it will be back at some point. It's just, you know, uh, even then, yeah. I, I don't actually trust a word of that. It's like as soon as something, we're in a world where, you know, as soon as something becomes compelling, you can make money in it, you're there. <laughs> you know, Microsoft will be on it at some point. They were in the past, right? It's like it's just got to look right in the right circumstances. Of course, they'll be part of it. Because otherwise, they're not part of it, and that's bad, right? Right, right. I think if PSVR 2 takes off, I think a lot of people will be backtracking uh, on their words very quickly. Um Robert Lawrence with a $10 tip uh, gave us an emoji that that apparently, according to my notepad, is our sunglasses perpetually falling onto video game controller's proud face. That's the craziest emoji description I've ever read. Thank you, Robert Lawrence. It's a very cool emoji. It is a very cool emoji. (laughs) Gentlemen, did you have a chance? This is my segue. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, To watch the Perp Games VR showcase today. Love Perp. Me too. Perp Games rocks. So was that a, no, and I did. a resounding no from both of you? <laughs> I love Perp. No, I didn't fucking watch. <laughs> I, was, I was there Ryan. hanging out on IGN. I was hanging out with you guys. Can I pick some favorites? Of course you can. Because it was quite interesting. I mean, there was some no news there. I mean, like updating Galaxy's Edge and things like that. It's good. It's good yeah. that people are doing that. But honestly, if you had a PSVR 2 game, you should really be Sorry, PSVR game, and it was good. You should bring it to PSVR too, right? It's like so. I'm expecting that to just be a, a pattern now, and just like Winlands Two is coming, you know, there'll be other developers. It's just getting it into their pipeline and doing the porting. Um, I don't know. I quite like immersive horror, so Madison and Afterlife were really interesting to me. Uh, I've played a lot of um, play a lot of uh, like Phasmophobia, and like I can't, you know, I can't pretend I enjoy it. Honestly, I just scream like a baby a lot. Um, but it does get your heart running, and you know, yeah, horror is a certain type of appetite. Do you like that horror stuff, dude? I live for horror stuff. 
If if <laughs> Windlands Three was a horror game, I'd give it a ten out of ten. Uh, do you like do you like Switchback? Are you looking forward to that? Yeah, I mean, dude, it's like Russia Blood has been one of our yeah, favorite loved, PSVR games since loved. day one, right? So I mean, yeah, I loved Russia Blood, absolutely. Yeah, and plus, you know, you yeah. mentioned the sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Go I was just going to say, Brian is like the, the number one horror guy. Like, I'm a pretty big horror guy, too. But, yeah, him and even Wes are like, you know, they, they eclipse me. But I saw the showcase. And, and when I was watching it, it was like horror announcement, horror announcement, horror announcement. I was like, this is definitely Brian's, like, showcase right here. Like, about it. I, I, don't I think thought he handpicked the titles here, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's not a bad thing. I, I, I mean, horror... Yeah, just horrible. Well, the first big announcement, it's... Ryan, the first big announcement mm-hmm. was, in fact, very big, which was Madison Yeah, uh, yeah. is coming to PSVR 2. And for those who don't know, I've, I've never played this, so I'm going by, you know, I just did a little bit of research on it. And yeah, this is seems very much like a uh, Resident Evil slash PT Silent Hills, for those that remember uh, PT, the Silent Hills demo. Uh, this seems like a, a kind of a, uh, inspired by that. It's a, it's a puzzle escape room thing. Lots of jump scares and, uh, seems pretty crazy. And, and it's a, it's a high quality production game. Uh, and I, yeah. Well, what did you guys think about this? Because I was, this might have been the biggest announcement that they kicked things off with. Yeah. What do you think, John? Uh, I'm seriously worried about the RLED backs being quite good. Um, yeah it's darker than it's you know it's it's scary enough in like a gray uh pixelated like when you've got a good resolution black um and the addition of eye tracking is and blink and just generally voice is better that's a little bit scary um yeah I don't know whether I can do it. There's a there's a there's an actual level. It's like phasmophobia. I can do right. Mm-hmm. There's an actual bit where it gets too bad, right? And um, I, <laughs> did I can you, give you the did you play through Resident I, Evil Seven? Alien Isolation. Ooh, right. I can't do Alien okay. Isolation. I love Alien Universe. I've read books. It's my you know. It's it's the nightmare I'll wake up with where I'll want to go back and finish the nightmare off because I'm just in, so entertained in the damn storyline, right? So, but the alien, you know, alien is like seven foot tall, as mean as hell, right? Got this whippy tail and it's dripping with acid and like, it's just a terrifying creature. And alien isolation, I think there's a video somewhere of me a bit screaming. <laughs> uh, it just, I, it, it, there's a mode. I don't know if you ever played it in VR, there's a mode that you wake up in a room and you have to get to the e- e- exit air vent or whatever that's all you have to do it's not even very far right but the the, the sound and the choreographic of it, it's just like I, I can't do it i just can't do it and i've tried to put other people through i've i've said those words and they've says no nah, it can't be that bad i'll have a go and i've put them on it and they've they've not got any so it's like there is a level with horror i think where it's too much have you have you played, played it brian uh, I've not played Alien Isolation in VR. I played it obviously on the flat screen when it came out on PS3 or PS4 back in the day. Um, and it's one of those games that every single time the conversation about games that need to be brought into VR uh, comes up, it's Alien Isolation, Amnesia, Outlast, and I always throw Bioshock in there as well. <laughs> but these are games that seem like they're custom designed for VR. 
Yeah, Bioshock should definitely be in VR. I mean, you asked about the whole 2D porting thing. I think some of the best games I've ever played have been 2D games in VR. Agreed. Right? So it's like... um, Did you get through Resident Evil 7? Yeah, 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 completely. Okay. Yeah. Was it so, scare scare level? Did it, didn't, did do, it didn't do any other DLC. No, that was well. There were moments. There were definitely yeah. moments <laughs> like where you're crouching okay. under the floor and like where the bit where uh, spoiler alert, the bit where your arm gets chopped off was pretty horrible. <laughs> yeah, um, pretty early on, yeah. Yeah, but I, you know, I I, I recall. Uh, if anything, it gets a little bit softer because it gets a bit more ridiculous. Why do, I don't know why they have to have a ship in every... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> was, just don't have the ship. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not helping the storyline. But, the, you know, it was, um, it was a great game and probably in my top ten of VR games. And that was just a two-day adaption, right? It's how you do it that matters. It's like uh, taking a great game and then applying VR to it absolutely can work if you if you... Apply the love and the rules of VR to it. Um, you know, it's got to run really smooth. It's got to have great interaction. You've got to re-mechanic things like guns and and uh, you know and movements. And if you can do that, then actually you can. Make, I, I played Resident Evil Four on the Quest, for instance, and that was a good port. It wasn't amazing, but it was a really good port because they're giving it a lot of love. Uh, there were definitely things that were still wrong, like flicking to like. 2D cinema screens for falling out of windows Thank you. and stuff. That yeah. was just wrong. Right, but the you know, if they'd have given it more love, perhaps it ran out of budget, I don't know. <laughs> but if they'd given it more love, it would have been a really amazing port. And the yeah, I mean some games are ideal for it. Any any space sim, so I'm happy to see no No Man's Sky come to PSVR two. That would be amazing in there. And they really they you know, I've played that in VR and they really care about their VR, so there it is. So your living ship? <laughs> that is my living ship. Nice. Yeah. So, so yeah, no, I'm I'm really looking forward to Resident Evil 8. I know it'll be one of my day one type plays. Um, but, yeah, no, just horror. But there are a couple of good horrors there that I'll probably check out. They don't look too bad. <laughs> Add eye tracking to the mix and haptic headset. Uh, walking down a corridor and getting brushes along your head and things. Ugh. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. Uh, I'm, I'm, well, yeah, it does. I think that developers are going to get really, really creative with the headset haptics um, because later in the show we heard a little bit from Seventeen Bit, who was talking about um, you know going under waterfalls and feeling that in the haptics in the headset, and then also when you go under the water, just like submerge yourself. It's like they 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 play with the sound and they play with the boom 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 boom. Yeah, there's this interesting. I mean, you can see I've got jacket behind me, so you know I'm into the haptic stuff, right? There's this interesting extra stuff. It when you, you as a developer, when you're programming for that stuff, you are being very clever. You know, like in Windlands with that on. Uh, you know, if you get hit with one of the beams, it sort of goes through your chest and out the back, right? And it's like if you make that. Ironically, not too much. You make it quite subtle. Then the, the user doesn't... It's a bit like good sound design, right? If you've got really good haptics, the user doesn't realise you're doing that. They just feel more presence and connection with the game. Right. And the headset's just like... It doesn't need to be a big whack in your head, right? Because you can turn that motor up so it's like vibrating your eyes, right? It's like you could really ramp it up. Which probably has scenarios like where you get punched in the face or whatever, the way it makes a lot of sense. But, you know, you could just, like you say, just going under a waterfall or whatever, just giving it a little tickle and it, it, you feel that extra level of presence without even... Re- Hopefully, good design means you don't realise that that's happening. It's just you are so engrossed in what you are. And the more presence you can give in VR, the better. 
just to kind of wrap up the whole Madison talk, um, it's so funny how Perp Games keeps doubling down on this whole the scientifically scariest horror game ever, like as if science can measure horror. Uh, I've been playing through this on heart, heartbeat, on you. <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, yeah, it's exactly what they did. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I was playing through on Switch. This frame rate on Switch is not good, um, and obviously it's a small screen, uh, and I don't even have headphones on. And so I got a few hours in, and I was like, "This is, you know, this is decent, and this is going to be amazing in VR." So I just kind of stopped where I was. Uh, and and I know people who've been watching the channel for a long time might not think this was a big announcement because. When I talked to the developers like a year ago, they were like, oh, yeah, we definitely want to bring this to next-gen VR headsets. And I was like, that's PSVR 2. And so we've been keeping it on our list of uh, of upcoming PSVR 2 games ever since we started making a list of upcoming PSVR 2 games. But for them to actually confirm it specifically for PSVR 2, they have a publisher, the whole deal. Uh, this is a you know kind of a bigger deal, I think, than most people realize. Well, I mean, a, a lot of the titles on that list are quite small developers that, yeah, it's like they've got to make a conscious decision in some ways to take a bet on a new platform, right? Because no, it's not assured. And I'm confident. I mean, I'm very confident that with PlayStation VR 2, I think, you know, it'll do really well. Nice. I've just spotted Ian asking a question. Uh, does John have a 3D runner? Yes, I do, Ian. 3D runner. That's the big disc with the. Yeah, I have one of those. Yeah. I, I actually met the owner of the company. He came to my house once. <laughs> so there you go. You're not friends, are you? Because I, I will monitor no, I, the I next thing I say. Definitely would not. <laughs> no, I definitely would not say we're friends. A French guy from there. No, he just um, he was very you know enthusiastic and yeah, he he provided some dev kits for that and uh, and. Uh, Yes. Yeah. So you, so you, pull, it, you pull it out and use it all the time, right? <laughs> just constant uses in VR. Um, just never ending. Uh, no. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, Jeffy Condal <laughs> in, the, in the chat with the $5 tip says, seeing your room flipped in the presentation really fucked me up, Ryan. Great job. Yeah. Uh, it, it, I, don't, I don't know how cameras work. I just submitted the footage to Perp and said, here, you guys do something with this. Uh, but if you guys didn't know, there was a little, there was a cameo by AJ because I had my... Uh, the cats pointed that out to me, man. Yep. That's so nice I, of you. I made sure that my poster was visible with AJ's little emoji face on it. That dude, I, that was that's so unexpected. Thank you, man. That's awesome. Well, you know, I that's couldn't get Tornado cool. in there because she was too unreliable. I was, I was there with you in paper. <laughs> now, now Tornado's gonna claw me and scratch me. Okay, no, we're good. We're good. <laughs> All right. We also get an announcement of uh, Afterlife VR, which uh, you know, as as our good friend in the chat, Tate, uh, Austin Tatum says, he's played it on PC VR. He says it's good, not great, good horror, and I think we're going to see a lot of that um, on PSVR two because we saw a lot of that on PSVR one. We saw Paranormal Activity. We saw Do Not Open. Uh, well, not Do Not Open. I'm sorry. We saw uh, Don't Knock Twice. I knew it was a command not to do something. Uh, and so these games were these games were plentiful, and uh, and I'm hoping we also get plentiful ones on PSVR two, just of a slightly higher caliber all around. Um, so Afterlife seems to be our first example of that. Um, I think I think the other big one here, because uh, we'll you know we've talked a lot about smoke uh, song the smoke rekindled prior to this, and AJ and I will have other content. Uh, on Song the Smoke Rekindled coming up on the channel within the next few days. Uh, the, the big one here, I think the big takeaway was uh, more footage and a little bit more explanation of what Ghost of Tabor was all about. Uh, did this one excite you guys at all? Was this something you were familiar with or did this, did this kind of turn you around I, on it? 
I can be objective here and say, like, I, I, I'm not into War Sims and guns, right? Mm-hmm. But I can appreciate this market. You know, if you're like, um, another one we're missing out of the lineup, Farpoint, right? It's like, there's this balance for me where something like Farpoint, amazing, right? And I really enjoyed playing that game and completed it. Uh, whereas the simulation ones, you've got a certain, you know, group that, that love those type of games. So I totally appreciate what they're going for here. It's more hardcore, gun upgrading, collection of guns, go, you know, going mm. out into interesting environments as a squad or whatever. I can say, I can see this being mm. a really wanted to play game for those that like that type of game and, and they'll be totally into it. I mean, there's some good other ones coming out, isn't there? Isn't um, Pavlov coming out? And that's a killer game. That's absolutely that's supposed fantastic. to be a launch game. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, the PC version of that on, uh, you know, uh, there's a good market fit there. I mean, uh, people will love that, especially if they're into Call of Duty or whatever those type of games. Um, yeah, we haven't had a lot of you know these military sim first person shooter kind of style things, and yeah, this is a game that I think has like kind of quietly been gaining more and more momentum lots of people are actually really excited about this i'm very curious about it i especially like watching last of us lately it's like you a modern military you know shooter sim with like in a post-apocalyptic world like the timing couldn't be any better i couldn't be more in the mood for a post-apocalyptic shooter right now um but you know they look like they're doing a lot of mechanics and and uh there's lots of good features and uh coming along with it as well that i'm excited for yeah i think that's my challenge the more realistic it gets the less i'm interested i mean because i'm not i don't want to go to war right but like you described there when it gets towards halo or some zombie thing apocalypse thing or you know like farpoint actually i get very interested in that i mean there's some brilliant stuff happening here playstation vr2 comes with very good controllers that attract they interlink quite well i don't know whether you've ever seen that but they that you can get fairly close for aiming which is and you can get fairly you know so that's really good for that type of game and of course i'm sure all the people with the i don't know what they're called pro tubes and things like that i'm sure that they'll create adapters here and you've got that level of tracking that you know frankly the far point controller i can't remember what it was called aim that aim controller that was really really good but now you've got that same functionality in you know your hands basically and that will really make a difference for those type of games um, because mm. they all go yeah and that'd be quite interesting and we've got other things on the you know the buttons are, are... i like the survival mechanics too i'm i'm big into survival games especially yeah. in vr you know it's kind of like you said how you get into the sim racing games like i with something about vr makes me enjoy these like things you kind of have to keep up with to me they're more like real gameplay mechanics and just little details that are nice and isn't that one where you go lay bombs and stuff isn't that coming as well i can't remember what the name of that one is um psvr frank frank went off to work for them oh oh uh, firewall. firewall ultra firewall yeah firewall's coming so and i think there'll be you know eventually there'll be a firewall too <laughs> as well right um it's like you know it's like those games are really really cool no they're, they're good games and and you know, this is an absolute new lease of life for it because, frankly, the old controllers weren't great for those things. Um, the aim was pretty good, but still pretty poor because, you know, if you occluded it or got too low or got the wrong angles, and you know, it just it wasn't great. Um, whereas you'll get accurate tracking and shooting out of this now, which makes all the difference in those type of games. Yeah, this is a uh, this goes goes to Tabor. I keep, I keep, I've been saying Tabor forever, and Tabor seems to be the proper pronunciation. Uh, yeah, I love I always love post apocalyptic settings. Uh, 
AJ, you nailed it. Survival elements are what I'm looking forward to the most. Uh, they talked about having like a personal bunker that's like that you expand as you go. Uh, these are the kind of things like progression systems and feeling more powerful hours into the game than I did at the beginning. I've said that a thousand times on Gamescast. This sounds like it's going to deliver that. Uh, and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger as the game goes through the development process. Um, if, if, if anybody's not familiar, like if, if you've ever played Tarkov on, on PC, that's this is this is what this is the game that is uh, that that game inspired this game like big time. So it looks great, and honestly, I hope it turns out like what it looks. Um, if the mechanics are good on the gun with all the reloads and all that, yeah, yeah it looks really good. Yeah. It has lots of potential at the like at the very least. That's the lowest thing I could say about it is that it <laughs> looks like it has lots of potential. It's probably the one on the list that struck the most as being, you know, it will probably sell the most to me. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. like when you look at everything, I think that that would just. There was. There was another one, Brian, that really uh, caught my interest, though. I don't know if it did for you as well. I mean, if as as long as it's not synth riders, we can talk about it as long as you want. <laughs> it, it wasn't synth riders. Synth riders I, I, has my... multiplayer. AJ, we finally got multiplayer after getting <laughs> screwed on PSVR one. Okay, but, yes. but let me guess. VR Skater, my deficit games. That is it, absolutely. Now, props to the to the multiplayer on uh, on Synth Riders because that is literally the best part of that game. It also remastered. And, the, the backgrounds um, look a lot better on that game. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. Um it it was I thought it was a good-looking game. I just thought it was missing its most vital mechanic, which was the multiplayer. I mean, that it's like rhythm game Mario Kart. It is really really good so that is super exciting did they say the player count on that by the way they didn't say the player count okay okay Cla- it could be- that there were a lot of tracks 50 odd 58 was it or something like that There's yeah like a lot of yeah. tracks but cool. but brian you are correct it is vr skater man um now i saw a lot of uh people in in the comments and stuff when this popped up they seemed you know there's uh they mostly i in my opinion seem very interested in this we've been interested in this game as well for a while now because you know i really think uh extreme sports is another thing that we are sorely lacking in in the uh in the genre uh, and and on the vr uh platform and let me tell you man i did see like one or two comments saying oh i wish i wish you didn't have to use your hands well let me tell you man you should be very very happy that you are using your hands to control this game <laughs> because is that let me fucking, tell you. is that the tony hawk ride board <laughs> this is the tony hawk ride board and let me say show guys, over show over <laughs> he's out i have broken the show uh, let me say, I mean, first of all, we, we played Tony Hawk games. We played all skateboard games with our hands, you know, and, and here you're just, you're doing some different motions and stuff. But let me say, they have done some experimentations with, uh, with, <laughs> with skateboards uh, for immersion and, and tech, and it didn't go so well. So I'm really, really excited about this game. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm expecting a, you know, it's a small indie team. So I've got my expectations in check, but, um, but I'm very, very excited about this and, and I need a game like this in my life. 
So I was, I'm not surprised. I was actually just trying if you like, to... If you like skateboarding, there aren't that many around. But the remastered version of Tony Hawk's was phenomenal. There you go. Loved, yes. Loved yeah. going back into that. Well, For sure. In, in a, I mean, I think one of the great things that we all remember about Tony Hawk on PS1 was the soundtrack. And so when they were showing this game off, and I apologize for having the old trailer here, um, but... Uh, but because the new one especially shows just how cool it is to do the tricks with your hands. Um, yeah, yeah. One of the things that they were showing off today was the soundtrack for this game. And I wasn't terribly familiar with the new bands that were chosen, but it felt very Tony Hawk to me. I was like, it was the same type of energy. Yep. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to play this game with the soundtrack at full blast because I feel like I'm going to discover some new bands that I like while playing this. Yeah. I mean, it looks very interesting. You like, like pull your hands to move and then you're basically flicking them and doing stunts right yeah so it looks like to me it looks very tony hawksy and there's nothing wrong with that chaining and there's you know i I, I love that feeling but you get a when you chain a whole bunch of moves together and then pull off a big land it's like oof, great yeah so if it if it captures any of that tony hawks type skateboarding stuff it's got me when this first got revealed i was i was paying close attention to the trailer and saying, are we just going in a straight line from the beginning of the course to the end of the course? That does seem like what you're doing. It is very, you know, that that's it. You're taking care of the tricks and in, yeah. in, in your pace and uh, your speed. But, uh, but, but watching it again today, I was like, this is, this is actually exactly what I want. Maybe someday when, you know, the formula evolves or whatever, and we can, we can kind of go out on our own and twist and turn all around the city. But this is, this is a great jumping off point for this genre that I can't believe we didn't actually didn't get last gen. This is crazy. Uh, what's, uh, well, it's got... I mean, this is rooted in a very successful game design. It's like the side-scrolling, um, you know, where you jump across stuff. You know, Beat Saber started that way. Have you ever seen the first Beat Saber game? It's called Beat something or other. It's actually a side-scroller on a mobile where you jump and hop, and it's you go onto the blue and the red lines. It's actually the same hmm. team. I'm not making that up. Beat Saber was their mobile game. I can't remember what it's called. But the, the this... Uh, and then there's Oli Oli. Uh, oh, yeah. Which is a classic yeah, example. Yeah, played all of this. Side scrolling two D, where you're jumping and you're doing tricks along the route, and if you crash, you crash. So that it, it. I mean, these the are the small beginnings, here, right? These are the no, small beginnings. But the beginnings. design here is is set in what I would describe as a very successful model. Yeah. Uh, of that, you know, if it, if they're capturing that like Oli Oli in that straight line, you know, with Tony Hawk's like chaining in it, then actually it's probably going to play really, really well and be very addictive. Yeah, I'm hoping so. I think I think it is perfectly acceptable to to have some designs like this. We're still early in you know uh, VR development becoming like video games, and and you know uh, I think stuff like this design is is totally acceptable for now. Twenty years, twenty five years from now, we're gonna want you know open world games where we're grabbing the board and <laughs> flipping it or with our feet using our feet tracking to do stuff but, but right now totally fun it's a game at the end of the day yeah uh let's take care of one tip and then we get to uh, start wrapping up the show a little bit we got uh genetic blast me plain and simple with the five dollar tip says for me psvr2 won't be complete until dreams is supported have you tried creating with it at all great interview you guys are so damn great uh John, you're so damn great Oh, no, AJ, you're so... Da- oh, you weren't talking to me. Um, John, have you played around with Dreams at all? Uh, not enough. Yes, but not enough. I mean, I think that is incredible, and God, I hope they bring that to PSVR too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the... Uh, they're not that far from me. They're over in Guildford, so it's not far. Uh, and there's a big group of people in, in Guildford, I know, but yeah, no, not enough, honestly. <laughs> 
Well, hopefully it comes to PSVR 2 because, I mean, they did way more with PSVR 1 than we ever could have imagined. Uh, one of the greatest game creation toolkits I've ever seen. Sadly, I have not had so time. Much more power on. Yeah. Maybe a number two. Yeah. Or just, they're building something, right? Media molecule, aren't they? Is that right? Just mm-hmm. something to take advantage of the new sense controllers and the, you know the I don't know, just the new headset. Something. Uh, I don't. I don't feel like it has to be a brand new platform, but it, I do think it's it's time to take advantage of the PlayStation Five more than just the dynamic resolution does. Um, um, and guys, we, we, uh, Ch- Chamberlain Run was the game that they made before Beat Saber. By the way, wait, what was it called? Chamberlain. C-H-A-M-E-L-E-O-N run. Chamberlain run. Chameleon? Chameleon. Well, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. But anyway, it's that. You're, you explain it. You explain it. I still. Check, you're kidding me. Check that out. Maybe put it up on the video. Show others that. <laughs> um, it, 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 yeah, that was their game before, my understanding is that their game before Beat Saber, but it's, uh, if you see that game, you sort of can see where the roots of Beat Saber come from. Wow. Uh, it is still available, by the way. You can get it on you. It's by, oh, it's by Jan Splitlowski. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if it's going to yeah. let me actually download it. Probably not on the fly yeah, here. Play, play it on your own phone. Uh, check that out. You'll see the similarities and the side, but it's a very it's a side scrolling. You know, it's like it's got to get the timing. See, time. small beginnings, humble beginnings, man. <laughs> Everything's got to start from somewhere. Yeah, and look at the AAA games Beat Games is creating now. Oh wait, <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's not a burn. Like Beat Saber, as good as it is, you can't you can't really burn. It's a very simple it's a very simple concept that they fucking struck gold with. Beat Saber two, uh, it's like I predict that. <laughs> it's Beat Saber. Yeah. yeah, I think I got the trailer. We can we can bring Chameleon run up. Uh, let, let me predict another one. Um, <laughs> crazy <laughs> on this. Uh, Pistol Whip will make a John Wick game because uh, it's got to happen. Uh, what else? <laughs> there's just there's so many things you could predict right now. Uh, Gecko Man of all there's people. Defi- there's definitely going to be monkey tag on the PlayStation VR two. It's got to come to it surely. Mm. Um. I'm I'm watching Chameleon Run. No insider knowledge on any of this, by the way. I'm just guessing. I'm just like, I'm just like, man, we we just need a shit ton of endless runners on PSVR too. Like, uh, I, do you know what? There is a, uh, Beat Saber is an endless runner, right? It, it is. I mean, it's just using different mechanics, right? But it's an endless runner. You, you get well, not quite unless you get to the end of the level. I well, most ju- endless runners, you get to the end. I want a jump button. <laughs> like, give me platforms <laughs> to jump over. Give me a jump button with Beat Saber. I do not want an endless version of Beat Saber. Those two and a half minutes are pure hell. Um, when I get to the end, I'm ready to stop. Could you imagine? Uh, and could you imagine if you saw blocks up? back to back, just endless running <laughs> Beat Saber, go all the tracks in a loop, <laughs> never ending. Could, but could you imagine if we had a jump jump button in Beat Saber and you saw blocks that were like like way high up, and so you had to like jump <laughs> and then slice down at them? And like, I mean, what a brand new mechanic that would bring to the table. We need a jump button in Beat Saber. Come on, guys, get on it. Yeah, craziness and 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 a uh, sword throwing mechanic and f- feet kicking. Oh no, I saw that. That was done, wasn't it? Feet uh, saber. Everything. has been done there. Feet saber. Yeah, you can strap vive things to your feet and kick the blocks like with swords on your feet. I think I've seen it. It's a thing. I've suddenly lost interest in Beat Saber too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 
Beat Saber's an awesome game. There's no denying that, right? And PlayStation VR 2, it's going to be even better, right? You're going to have better controls, yeah. sampling faster with more accuracy. It's going to be just great on that platform and more vivid. And uh, They didn't quite get the multiplayer right. I'm very disappointed with the multiplayer. There's so many things I think are wrong about it, but, you know, Agreed. I'm glad it's there, but it's not right. Uh, just even silly things like... Yeah, it's just, just it's a like starting when point. You're on the pedestal, right. yeah, when you're on the pedestal at the end, you're like looking at a mirror, and you can't. It doesn't have your score there. Even it's like just, just I'm on the pedestal. Show me the scores. Who's won, right? Uh, and then you know, there's not enough interaction with the other players. You should be able to like, yeah, just doesn't. And there's no, you know, when you're playing two player, sometimes you just want to do it cooperatively. So where's the? It's where's like the you said earlier. It's like you said earlier. There's been this, you know, uprising of social games and and it yeah, yeah. It, where's it, the hub where's the bit that you can just hang out and chat but then go and play beats over you know it's like it's just it's missing so many little bits yeah uh, and like you know like aj compared uh synth riders multiplayer to mario kart earlier i mean that's the kind of stuff i want to see in beat saber multiplayer you know make the make the yeah. we, we've already seen small blocks like that's a mod that you can turn on right so like if you suddenly boom turn the blocks small on your, on, on your opponents. Or if you, you know, all the blocks flip upside down and you got to do the, and you, and, yeah. you know, something that you, you can memorize. make this, you can make the block speed up. You can have space invaders come and shoot it at your opponents. There's so many so options much in there. So many it's options. so cool. Yep. It's really, really good. You change the colors on somebody. Like it's no longer blue and red. It's like fucking, you know, black and white. And you're just like, Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you're describing Beat Saber 2. We should make it. <laughs> With a jump button. <laughs> uh, although Looper, Looper, the underground game cat, the two euro says, no jump button for you. Jump physically. <laughs> Which, I mean, my ceilings are kind of low. I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> so, guys, uh, I, I would love to sit here all night and hang out all night. But it is time for PSVR 20 questions. Do you know how this works, John? Yeah, I remember it from before, but uh, you might as well remind me because <laughs> I'm going well to put six minutes on the clock and you guys, you and AJ have six, uh, 20 yes or no questions to figure out what PSVR game I'm thinking of. Oh, yeah. And, I and pay close attention to the chat because they're pretty good about helping out. They're your lifeline. They are. They really are. They'll, get, they'll help you with good questions and they'll give you good suggestions. Uh, Step underscore with the five chieftains says a PlayStation home sequel would be the best social space. Ah, oh, Sony, bring it on. Uh, agreed, man. PlayStation home is the dream. Uh, also, They'd possible. have to really execute it, though. They'd have to really I mean, execute it. Otherwise, it's going to be something that everybody asks for and then that nobody actually plays. Well, I know a little <laughs> bit of history here. Um, End Dreams prior yeah. to was the maintainer of the home and Andreams has had huge investment very close to Sony mm. even making Ghostbusters for them could happen yeah, not, could yeah happen. We, we've talked to uh, we, I remember them bringing that up and I don't know no word on it yet no nothing yet but never say never on your mark <laughs> six minutes on the clock <laughs> get Des go has this developer made other VR, uh, PSVR games? Yes, they have. Uh, is this a multiplayer game? It's not multiplayer. Is this... Are the developers in the room right now? <laughs> I'm the only one here. Nope. No, okay. No, no, no. no. That wasn't my question. Is the developer... Is anybody that worked on the game on the on the, the games cast stream right now? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Crystal Rift. Oh, shit. Hold on. Oh. Wait. 
He just said, it's not gonna be win. Yeah, it's oh, not gonna be we Winlands. We can get this in three. We can um, get this in three. It could be Winlands or it's gonna be Crystal Rift. Oh, which one do we want to do? We can get this in three guesses. Uh, that, that so it? that was three guesses already, so nah. I don't know. You got it? You got it? Who got it's it? gotta be Crystal Rift, because he wouldn't do Winlands, it's too obvious. <laughs> but I'm very proud I'm very proud of Crystal Rift. It was my Cut my teeth on Unity, and there was a very small team. That was an awesome game for me at the time. <laughs> it very, is Crystal Rift. You guys nailed it. Yes! That was really fast. We got it in three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Suck it, Wes. No, I think Wes has the his three as well. Yeah. Um, wow, that's a record, John. That's a record. It was. It was a good. Yeah, that was clever. And, I'm, and <laughs> not, not AJ clever really enough, got that. <laughs> AJ really got that. No, because I mean, we could have definitely gone around in circles before guessing that. He loves to do it's shit like, like this all the time. Yeah. Like he'll he'll like pick the the game that came out like yesterday. Like he's he'll do that shit. So I was like, we gotta try this first. We have some love for Crystal Rift in the chat. Mikey, um, Mike Kelly VR says, "I love Crystal Rift. I really do. It's looking done." That was that was teamwork. It's looking Dungeon Master. I don't know what that meant. High five, yeah. John. Yeah, High I five. mean, th- those that love Dungeon Master <laughs> get it. But it was quite a small audience. You have to be my age, for starters, to even know what Dungeon Master is. <laughs> and and I only made it because, I mean, absolute God's honest truth, I made it as a passion project. I wanted to make Dungeon Master in VR. So that's what happened. Nice. Um, no, I'm very proud of it. And I, I learned a lot. And that's the important thing. I learned publishing for the playstation i learned you know unity coding for version 5 i learned vr pipelines i learned you know it was really 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 cutting so you're saying it's not completely off the table to see crystal uh, rift 2 no i don't think so the, the, a, a crystal rift Woo! 2 wow you heard it, here first. <laughs> it would have to be a passion project uh no it, it, i mean there's so much more you could do with that, but it's yeah. niche, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't want to do that. Uh, the keeper of the twenty question records, Looper, the underground game cat, ran with the two euros. Says West didn't have three. The previous record was four. Oh, new record! Then see, no, but this was a great team effort because I was actually thinking Winlands won. So you, you got into Brian's head. Like Magneto, and you We'd were already like, got to single player, so and you were like, he's gonna, you were like, he's gonna make it obvious, but not that obvious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I could even forget that Crystal Rift's out sometimes. <laughs> it's like ten-year-old like game now or something. It's like it was quite a while ago. Um, so no, fair, fair play, Brian. It nearly worked, but uh, in practice, failed miserably, and we we got the record. So it was it was a good shot, though. All right, that's probably why we got it, AJ. We just knew that we were both connected to Bright. Like, mm, he's going to try this one. Yeah, yep. it's definitely that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's certainly not Loctite up here. There's a lot of airflow <laughs> coming and going. Guys, thank you so much. Uh, John, thank you for hanging out with us on this very special day, on this very special it- episode of Gamescast Live, man. We appreciate you being here. It's not been long enough. I feel like we could talk about all those games more. I, I really <laughs> want to talk about PlayStation VR 2 with you. Have me on post the yes. launch. Yeah. <laughs> So we could talk about stuff, because um, I'd love to do that. Um, but yeah, I, I, honestly, I'm super excited for it. Everybody's going to love it. It's a great piece of hardware. If you're on the shelf, just like the content's going to be amazing, and the hardware's great. Yeah, please do that. And uh, yeah, no, it's a pleasure to be here. It's always a pleasure to be here. And if anybody at all is interested in Winlands 2 on the Quest, it's out on Thursday. And I would love uh, for you to support us and help us make more games. Um it's rating really well. You can sort of see that on YouTube already. People are loving it over there. It's like PC perfect port of it. So, 
Um, that would really help us. Uh, and if you can't buy it, then uh, then fair enough. Um, give me a ping. You never know. You might get lucky with the key. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. I'm a nice guy. <laughs> I'm uh, going to get inundated now, aren't I? Like 2,000 keys. <laughs> should they be a random pick. Where, where are you most active? Should they follow you on Twitter? Uh, yeah, Twitter, at Tibbins. is a pretty good place. Pretty active over there. That's probably where. And what is it? Is it like at SciTech Games or is it Windlands? What is the... Uh... Uh, um, yeah, at Winlands is also there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So everybody all, follow. Got all the socials. At Winlands. <laughs> yeah, please do. Yeah. And, and, and if you do buy it, please rate it. Ratings really help. Please <laughs> don't harass him for a key. No, if I get a load of harassment, I'll put it all into a pot and I'll give some keys out and I'll make sure it's all nice and fair and random. Um, so nice. I don't mind being harassed. Uh, I like to help people uh, full stop, really. If people. Uh, can help me and the studio, then great. If you can't, then you know, ping me and I'll see what I can do. John, thank you again. Uh, we'll definitely have you back after PSVR 2 launches. Uh, AJ, thank you for hanging out today as well. Um, and John, we would absolutely stick around for another hour, but AJ and I actually have somewhere else to be, which is very uncommon for uh, for Gamescast. <laughs> Usually when this is over, yeah. I'm like, and my day's over going to bed. We're, 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 like, we're like Discord. Let's go hang out in the Discord. Right. But, uh, no, I love it. Uh, it's we got more work to do, man. We got 23 days. We got, we're getting busy, busy, busy. Yeah, when you got to hang out with I'm Japanese developers, they're like... They're like, we, we need you to stay up late so that we you, you can catch us at breakfast. Um, we didn't even talk about that one. This one called Discronia or whatever, which looked like Minority Report. Did, did, really you, cool. did you play Tokyo Kronos or Altaeus, the no. prior two games in the series? No, no. I just, hope, I, I just hope this game is getting better. It's the third one in the series. The first one wasn't interactive at all. The second one was more interactive. I hope this one is extremely interactive. They're they're kind of feeling their way through VR. And so my fingers are crossed for this one big time. I'm slowing the show down. No, it's a pleasure to be with you guys. You guys are doing an amazing job. And well done. Utter admiration for the last stretch to get you to this point. (laughs) It's not long now. You've got 20-something days. There's a whole new headset. ton of new content. Your lives are going to be super busy. You really... Just utter admiration <laughs> for this last stretch, yeah. which I tried to help with. We did give you another game, but you you know, the last stretch, Thankfully. I've got utter admiration, utter admiration for. Um, keep it up. You're doing an amazing job. The last stretch was like two and a half years. No one actually realizes just how long it was. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, man, the cat. You're alive. All the cats are here. <laughs> still here. The cats have been dragging us through the last two years, and, and they have been nothing but supportive uh developers have been nothing but supportive everybody's been like really just love the vr community uh it's one big happy family like i i couldn't be couldn't be happier with where things are right now uh, and of course what's about to hit us uh so yeah and i'm loving the chat questions thank you so much i'm sorry i couldn't answer all of them chat, your your audience is amazing and very engaged and i love to see that and um sorry i couldn't speak to everybody individually really because uh, it's wonderful to be part of uh, you know invited like this and be part of feel it. free to join our discord links down below uh, i very well we, may we, do that but it might talk. become a distraction and i've got <laughs> so little time <laughs> yeah, nothing gets done yeah, around maybe. here because of discord trust me <laughs> that is true um, uh, but guys, uh, if you don't have already subscribe to AJ's channel, make sure you do that. Follow John Hibbins over on Twitter at, Win- at Windlands. Uh, and uh, and just quick shout out to everybody who helps the channel run. We got Looper the Underground Gamecat who reminds us that you guys broke no records today with the five five euros. He said today's <laughs> today 
matches the four record. Uh, you said other games, no multiplayer, developer in the room, and then you guessed. I'll take uh, it. So that's four. So mm, close, but no cigar. Uh, also, uh, thank you to Sci-Fi Game Cat Henry, who the timestamps will be late again, but thank you so much for putting them in. Uh, Jamie Yao, who puts this thing up on podcast services of your choice. Top 25 podcast in the UK and top 100 in the US. Unbelievable. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you're listening right now, I don't think there were any sirens on my end. You must think I'm somewhere else today. Uh, and of course, all the moderators who make my life so much easier each and every day. Uh, thanks, everybody. Supports on patreon.com slash without pro games. Thanks, everybody who tipped in the chat. Thanks, everybody who hung out in the chat. Help these guys with 20 questions. And all of you who sat back, watched the show, and didn't say a goddamn word. We know you're out there. And we love you just as much. It is Monday. So let's cue the cat. Cue the camera, because I want to say, see you guys on Wednesday to Battle Mode. Bainbridge says, be well, everyone. Awesome. Tatum in the house tonight says, Mr. Hibbins, well done, sir. Looper, the underground game cat, uh, thanks you, Brian. Genetic Blasphemy, plain and simple, says, top gaming podcast. Games. Oh, yeah. Robert Lawrence. We're not the number one cooking podcast, Genetic Blasphemy. (laughs) (laughs) Virtual Strangers in the house tonight. What up, my West Day dude? Uh, He says, word. Robert Lawrence says, this was fun. I agree. Nihilus Ryan, the game feline, says, read Looper's tip, right? He got you covered on that already. Johnny Ripe off the straight cap says, thank you for joining again, John. Always awesome to see you. Uh, or seek the game cat. I am or seek says, thanks, John. See you next Monday. <laughs> uh, I guess Mon- you have Monday. to do it now. Monday. Next Monday. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Brax bro says, add an ask John channel to the discord. Uh, Mike Kelly VR says, I still play dungeon master at least once a year all the way through. LOL. I'll stop now. <laughs> Endeavor one Inc. Uh, much respect to Winland. Shout out from another, uh, developers, uh, on the platform. Developers uh, from see. another mother's. <laughs> Developers from another mother's. <laughs> Zombie fifty one fifty in the house tonight. Uh, maybe he can just drop one in the chat right now. No bothering later though. Uh, B Tribble in the house tonight. Doing God's work as always has been great to have you on the show, John. And I guess AJ and Brian were pretty good too. Hey, always doing God's work, B Tribble. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if we were pretty good. I mean, I think we were okay. Yeah, John was great. You know. Yeah, that hey, was great. Uh, Jason Voorhees in the chat. <laughs> well, we love you too. Jason Voorhees in the chat was wondering if you can meow for us. Meow. <laughs> I've got two cats. I've got two cats. I've got Luna and Lucy, and they uh, they provide all the meowing uh, around the Hibbins household. He's all meowed out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right, time to end the show. John, thank you again. Good night, cats.